welcome to episode 64 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planetverse with me, Karina Tovmasian, and my trusty sidekick, Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Hello. How are you? Are you are you all stretched out and relaxed and comfortable now? <laughs> relaxed and recovered, I think, is the word you're looking for. Steve just come back from an overseas deployment to PlannerCon. <laughs> continental deployment to PlannerCon. Yeah. PlannerCon Europe. Ne I've never walked 10 kilometers per day inside a building. That'll do it. That'll do it. He's our war-hardened veteran right now. <laughs> he has chock full of stories for us for PlannerCon, but not for today. No, so if that's what you today. were thinking, I suggest you think something else. Ah. We are going to cover a very interesting topic today. It's near and dear to my heart. It is the concept of year-end wrap-up. And I know we've probably done a couple of episodes on this subject, but there are so many different aspects to think about when coming close to the end of the year that I find myself perplexed with the level of, um, shall I say, angst perhaps that comes up when having to deal with tying things up, closing loose ends, making sure everything's tidy and put back so that it's prepared for the following year. And one of the things that I really love to do, and I had a blog post about this a while back about how October was the planner's month. That in fact, if you want to order diary inserts for the new year, October mm. should be your deadline so that you can avoid the rush of everybody else who just realizes sometime mid-December that January's rolling around in a couple of weeks. And that if you wanted to do so, October was the time to start winding things down. I particularly like this time of year because also you, normally the weather tends to wind down as well. We end up having colder weather. It allows for people to be indoors more often. And this is hopefully a source of relaxation and comfort for most. I would like your experience of the winter months, depending on which hemisphere you live in, live in to be as comforting as mine mine are. I mean, normally I'm pretty stressed out. but yeah, peace, People down <laughs> under at the moment, they're all going through the you know, notions of spring. We're seeing all these blossoming trees and things. I'm right. Thinking, oh, hence hence my statement about which, which hemisphere you're in. Because yeah. if you're not, then these they have winter months too, but it's not just mm. when ours are. So people of the Northern Hemisphere, this is Prostatnik Vogon Jelt speaking to you, and we are <laughs> referring to your winter months uh, and fall months of the, the burrs as we know them, and then Januarys and Februarys as they mm. come through. One of the things that occurred to me this year is this Japanese concept of osuji or usuji. I hope someone corrects me on that. And is the year-end concept of cleaning and tidying up and making sure that everything is sparklingly nice and neat for the new year. And the concept really appeals to me because you start earlier than the end of the year. I'd like to think that right about now, mid-November, early November would be the time when we can start thinking about the things that we're no longer using, things that mm. we need to uh, let go of, and yeah. what we need to add in our lives. And I know for one thing, 
diary inserts are on the top of everyone's list as far as the planner verse is concerned. And right around the end of summer is usually when I see a huge panic come from people that go, these diary inserts haven't worked for me at all. I don't know what to use and who, what are you using? And, and so every year I sort of go through the same mental exercise and I realize that every year it's the same old Filofax inserts for me. They just work. They're not sexy. They're just sort of there and they do their thing and I'm quite happy with them. And you know what? I got my 2018 batch and I couldn't be happier. Um, but the concept of Osuji in terms of the planner verse is something I'd like to discuss with you. One of the key things of decluttering or cleaning or whatever, however you want to call it in terms of this Osuji is making sure that the papers that you've gone through and used this year are still of value and of reference to you mm. in the following year. I found, for example, in this process of cleaning up my office, I found uh, at least 10 magazines that I hadn't been using and I'd only kept as reference if I needed to go back and look at images to be able to use for a vision board, for example. Yeah. 10 of them holding up a lot of space in my bookshelf. I chucked them mm. all out. The level of care that I had for them in the month of November was nowhere near the level of care I had for them in the first early months of the year. So I do a sort of a reg regular sort of about once every six months or so of recycling, you know, old magazines that I've, you know, if it's more than a year or two, it tends to be pretty much out of date fairly quickly these days, don't they, with most topics. There's and, a, and one or two I might hang on to. but Right. And correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Steve, but the worst thing you can do is open them, right? Don't open yeah. them. Because you'll get sucked <laughs> right in. If you've decided that those magazines and newspapers and articles need to go, just chuck them. Because the last thing you want to do is open them and go, oh, now I know why I kept it. <laughs> it yeah. It's okay. You get it's sucked okay to let in go. and start reading again. <laughs> My problem so, these days is I don't get enough time to sit and read, you know, a complete magazine before the next edition has come through the letterbox. I read it, you know, throughout the month mostly. And, um, I'm sure some months I don't get all the way through before the next one's appeared. Sort of thing. I used to have this great habit of tearing articles out of my magazines and putting them into a mm. folder that I had when I used to fly. I used to fly a lot for work. Yeah. And I'd take that, that magazine, uh, that folder with me with magazine articles in it on the plane, and I'd just read them through the entire flight because at the time we didn't have all these electronics and things floating around. Mm. Yes, I'm from the Stone Age. And I've noticed that in the last few years, I've lost my patience to read magazine articles. And mm. I don't know if it's a concentration deficit as a result of being in front of the screens too long or what, because I thought maybe I should just order the digital versions and I cannot read the digital articles on no. in iPad form or anything like that. Have you found that to be the same? I tried a, um, a digital subscription to um, a photography magazine. Was it sort of middle of last year? Sort of, so, so it was a 12 month thing. And I ended up, it used to cause me no end of grief. It just seemed harder to yeah, get the damn yeah. thing to download each time. And then you'd have to get the account reset and, and you'd log back in again. And then it would, you know, the, the, the app would freeze and. It, it eats up so all the painful. space on your device. <laughs> well, that's not such a big problem these days, but it was just became a pain to actually do. So I didn't actually yeah. bother when they came when it came up to renewal. 
and they quoted me some silly price because <laughs> the introduction office was no longer the case. I thought, no, do I really need all this aggro again? No, I think, no, I'll just give it a miss for a few months. I and, think uh, um, that that's a very clever way of looking at the year-end process as well. Do I really mm. need all this aggro? I think yeah. that's, I'm going to quote you on that, Steve Morton. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you realize at that point that you don't. You don't need to be spending that money on things that are not bringing you the kind of uh, satisfaction that you would want mm. out of the value that you think you're paying for. And so one of the things of clearing the clutter and getting ready for the new year is people often think that the old diary inserts need to go. And one thing I've discovered this year is that right around the first to second week of January, I found myself wanting to reference something that had happened in December. Yeah, so and... you can't get rid of the old ones <laughs> immediately. So, so right. So then I'm stuck with this conundrum of do I pack them away nicely and neatly in archival sense or do I keep a few stragglers with me? What what do I keep with me because I've got projects ongoing? The project doesn't stop simply because we've rung in the new year. The project is still ongoing. Yeah. Well, I got a bit, um, a little bit too efficient this year with printing inserts for 2018. <laughs> I printed some then realized I printed 2019, not 18. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got them ready for next year or the year after. <laughs> There's only one person I know that does that, and that's you, Steve. This is why we're <laughs> friends. <laughs> Thank goodness for big 35 mil rings. That's all I can say. <laughs> so you, now that you're ready for 2019 and the bane of my existence, how are we going to solve the project problem from transitioning it in from the current well, year into the new year? What I would think to do... Because by the by the time you get into December, is there anything from the preceding January and February that you would still need to look at? You know, going ten months back, in other words, or more. Hmm. You could start archiving, you know, the, say the first quarter, if you like, um, when you get to the beginning beginning of December, and then add your new inserts in, but only say the first quarter of 2018 um so you've got you still got 12 months but you've moved it on to sort of from a year beginning to sort of a quarter of the way in but that what what you you're you're nice failing overlap. to understand and maybe this this will drive the obsessive compulsive disorder point home for me is that most tabs that are labeled January through December are not labeled January through December through March through April through right um, so right, if okay. you want to have the whole year there and you've you've opted to say okay well January through March are no longer necessary because we're now in the fall season of the year how do you account for where do you place them that's the question where do you place them move the dividers so the the divider gets moved from the front to the back Right, then, so then you'd have to flip them over and they no longer say January and February. Oh, just... dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm if, sure there's a so lot of people going... shaking their head in agreement with me on this one, Steve. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I know my place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your suggestion then is to just uh, do quarterly removals. Yeah. Quarterly so what, removals. What, all you, okay. what you almost need... Is a second set, set of, of dividers. Of dividers, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Just when you thought you were done spending money. You just okay. thought when you'd escaped 
the idea of this one. <laughs> Morton comes up with the answer. So because or and a fifth I think... divider. So if you've only got, I don't know if you've got twelve of them or you've got. Four. Mm, I've got twelve. Yeah. Well, you need thirteen and fourteen and fifteen. Maybe you right. need some extra ones. Just so you've random still got... ones thrown about. But why not just use the ones that were at the beginning of the year and just shuffle them to the other end of the? the I pack? suppose I could. So then, what we're saying is that just because the social new year has come about doesn't yeah. mean that the stationary new year needs to stop on a hard stop. It no. can be a soft stop where you're right. adjusting the weeks and months prior so that if you do need to reference per project management yeah. or for whatever it is whatever, that information that you're keeping. Whatever cool reason you've got. Yeah. The thing is, is okay, yeah, so there is a, a holiday um, which you know, traditionally, sort of, and in most cases, people would take maybe a week off between Christmas and New Year. Right. But I can remember when I've actually worked through Christmas and New Year before now, and, you know, on shift, okay, there wasn't a lot of work going on, per se, you know, in terms of uh, traffic being passed and what have you, but, you know, we still had to be there, and, you know, things were still happening because certain parts of the world don't necessarily celebrate Christmas in the same way. So there was, you know, certain things happening. Um, And so, you know, in terms of planning, you know, that would have continued, you know, the actual diary would have continued throughout, you know, the shift workers would still be working and doing stuff. And so there was, you know, whilst, you know, there's a, a lull in activity you've still got to really plan and start thinking about so okay what's going to happen in that first week of of january um you can't just suddenly wake up on january the first and start right. planning it then, can <laughs> right. you? you've really got to start planning it before then but isn't that the because essence you... of everyone who's planning is that we all think that we are going to wake up january first pen in hand yeah. going this is a fresh new page this is what we're all waiting for 364 yeah. days of the year we wait mm-hmm. and then the fifth day comes and we're just like okay now we can start after the yeah. 365 i think i've, I've said this before but I used to hate in, when I was working December because it's the one month in the year where virtually everyone is trying to do a month's work in three yeah. weeks. Yeah, something. yeah, it's true though. Um, you know, I, I can I got very fond and horrific memories of <laughs> thinking, right, I'm going to have a quiet day and I'm going to tidy up my office on the last day in the office sort of thing. Right. For only someone to come and march in and start demanding this bit of paperwork or that bit of paperwork because they were actually planning something for that first week in, in January. You know, mm. sometimes January the 1st might be a Saturday or something like that. So they were planning for the 3rd or the 4th. Uh, of January. I'm so. wondering if that annual calendar I used I used to buy. I say I, I used to because I've decided not to buy anymore for 2018 the annual um, fold-out calendar that Filofax has. Mm. I yeah. found myself not using it as often only because the boxes mm. are so small. Yeah. Um, but I'm and so you I would have to dedicate it only to one or two things or color have a separate color code for mm. it to know what the colored boxes mean because what else can you write in those small boxes besides yeah. numbers? I, I tend to use them just for um, trips away from home or when one of us is uh, um, planning a trip away. 
Right, for or travel is what I was using them for. if we've visitors come in here, um, or I just, let's just draw a line with an arrow at each end with, with the name above it sort of thing. Um, there are I'm wondering if that calendar now won't be useful for this, though, for the year-end. Mm. Yeah, because... To try and that, maintain well, continuity. Yeah, if you want continuity, you wouldn't really necessarily... Um, you'd want something that ran for more than um, 12 months, really. So you've got some form of overlap. So you've got one that, say, covers um, maybe, say, December through to the beginning of December through to the end of January, and the next one does the same. So there's a an overlap in that sense. Right. So, for um, example, if I had an annual calendar that was um, – so the annual one that's the fold-out – and then use mm. the one from the previous year to double up on the monthly or weekly mm. uh, current new year that I have. So it would it would actually hold the projects in place for the old mm. year into the mm. new year, but it wouldn't take up that much space in no, the diary. No, it's only a so, page, isn't it? Right, exactly. It's one fold out. What I've done on some of mine is if, on sort of when you do an A5, I print it on an A4 sheet and print one year on one side and the other the, the next year on the other side, so so they can cover sort of two years sort of thing. But it's whatever you need. I don't. I tend to only just print them one sided now. Have you have just, you found yourself in January looking now that you're retired though and you're not needing those things? Do you find yourself sneaking peeks into December? Yeah, I'm, in January. I've got stuff in. February noted down already and in May next year already into the calendar um, unusual really I normally don't think that far ahead mm. normally but these are sort of two trips because I'm sort of th when you've got lot, all the time in the world and you're not sort of restricted by school holidays or work holidays or anything it can get a bit frightening in a way that you suddenly realise that whoa, hold on a minute. When am I going to go to do this or going to do that? You know, which month? You know, you first start off. Which month are you going to do it in? Let alone what week in that month? And you start thinking, oh, oh, but I hadn't planned that too far in advance because what else is about to happen? Sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm sort of conscious of um, not paying, getting too hung up over. Um, one plan or another otherwise you never get to do anything because you think oh that one week is taken in that month therefore I can't do anything the rest of the month uh, no ah, <laughs> so then you can't write you just don't do anything at all no, you that just don't do work. anything you, well that's the whole point of writing things down we change yeah. I mean I know I change my plans all the time there are three mm. things that I've cut off of my planner today alone uh, so but that's not that's not the point. If we think to ourselves, we're never going to do the things that we write, so why bother writing them? That means mm. that you don't have any plan at all. But that's why we write things down, so that plans can change. And mm. we need to adapt for that. That's part of the beingness of human being, is mm. we wake up one morning and you're not feeling well, or whatever the circumstances are. Plans were written down to be changed. I have a firm belief in that. But if you don't mm. write anything down, then you're sort of being told you're being dictated by other circumstances around you and i don't like that feeling i'd rather take the circumstances and form them and shape them into my life so that i can put an intention out there for the week for the month for the year of what my theme is or what my goal is and have that week still end up with my intention having been completed 
even though there were a few bumps along the way, because that's just basic existence at this point. We're talking about things don't always go as we plan, and that's fine. But that's mm-hmm. why we have planners, because they, we allow for that. We have to allow for the humanness of life to, to happen. And I think what Grandmaster, Zen Master um, Steve Morton is telling us is that we can be emotionally and socially tied into the year end as a blank sheet coming before us and we can start our plans anew. However, the practical side of planning still needs to maintain continuity and that we shouldn't Mm. be so hung up on getting rid of or retiring last year's inserts or diaries as as needed um am, am well, i right have i interpreted your your genius yeah, properly the, the 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 thought to me is and you listening to you talk about it always makes me think a bit more and thinking yeah she's right yeah you heard it here first um that i thought i was wrong once but i was mistaken <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> The in sort of looking back over the last year, it gives you sort of you know just literally almost it doesn't matter which whether you go through the detailed plans that you had during the year or you're sort of just a year planner that you've you've used in some shape or form that i think is is a great introduction into helping you progress into yep. the new year. In terms of, right, so I did this, when did I start doing whatever it was, a particular project, something in the garden, something, you know, with regards to holidays or a visit or whatever it was. And you can then recall what you actually, your experience of doing whatever it was at that time of the year. Was the weather okay? Mm. Was it, you know, if you're doing something outside, for instance... And if you're then going to try, uh, to a certain extent, not necessarily just repeat it exactly as it was last year, but if you want to improve on the experience or the project or the visit or whatever, you've then got a great, you've got a you know, benchmark one of what you did this year. And so you think, right, so did that work? Oh no, it didn't. That wasn't quite so good because all kids were on holiday or something, and the travel was expensive or whatever. Lessons um, learned. That's sort lessons of learned from the year. That's the that's one the, the word I'm looking for. Uh, and you can then sort of start to evolve your plans for the following year. In this little lull that we all grant ourselves around about Christmas and New Year. Right. And that help you get through the following year. You get a, get ahead of yourself slightly by um, planning when you're going to go. You know, in my case, um, someone's bound to say, so when are you coming to London next, uh, yep. Steve, yep. for another meetup? So that's the sort of thing that I'm starting to think about now, really. Um, and in this particular case, you know, what mode of transport am I going to use and, and this sort of thing. So it's going to be a big help i think by going through this sort of change not necessarily abrupt change but more of a gradual change yeah it's a subtle change it is yeah but i I love what you said and i think that sort of leads me to my actually you've helped me resolve a question i've had for quite some time which was not a question but an issue i was dealing with in planning 
I find myself using my weekly uh, day on two, what is it, week on two pages mm. layout, the vertical layout. I, I use that religiously. Yeah. And I'm I'm successful at it, but what I'm failing to use a lot is the month on two pages. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do this year, as a result of what you've just said, hear me out, Plannerverse, because I think this is <laughs> going to be a whopper. I'm going to go ahead and pre-theme my month on two pages for the whole mm. 2018, and each month is going to have a theme. So right. let's say the first month will be inventory. And I'll just do inventory of everything in the home in January. I'm just Mm -hmm. spitballing here. I'm not saying that that's what it will be, but I'm just coming up with ideas. February, for example, can be all about relationships and improving all and working on relationships. For example, family members I haven't spoken to, friends I haven't spoken to, writing letters, correspondence, and plan those things out. And use Uh, what you said, use those lessons learned for the mm. following year. To say, oh well, here's what worked, and here's what, and so and so was on holiday, and I couldn't reach out to them. And, and if you're going to do that sort of thing, that that's great because you you're catching people earlier in the year. Oh yeah. So you can then, you know, if you want to get together in the summer or where, whenever, or towards autumn, whatever, you've got plenty of time in which to sort of plan it early right. on. Then, haven't you? Not, and one it's way, then not last minute then. And if you want to succeed, just tell people that you are part, they are part of your resolutions. If you want to call them New Year's resolutions yeah. or goals or whatever you're working on, people mm. are often very inclined to want to help you when they find that they're part, they can contribute to your success. Yeah. So, for example, if I tell Steve, Steve, I'm trying to write letters more often. I want to write you a letter. I'm sure he'll say, great, I will shred it only the day after I've read it and not before. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to theme. I'm going to pre-theme mm. my 2018 in the month on two pages. And so mm. everything else can get planned in the month on two pages as normal. Yeah. But just being mindful because the months are pre-themed, I can see those themes let's say it's health let's say march Mm. would be health then everything related to health would have to also be included or cross-referenced onto Mm. the same planning pages i did a couple of subtle little changes to my diary inserts i'm still using the filofaxy ones Mm -hmm. that's not changed but instead of putting the year calendar on the very first page and then you turn over the page and there's the first week of the month i actually just left the the first front page blank and put the year calendar on a separate sheet of paper that then means i keep retain the year calendar and i can actually archive the weekly pages far easier without losing that year calendar because previously i'd have this year calendar and you'd still see this first week of the month and then there'd be a huge gap um so i've actually sort of solved that problem by just sticking an extra sheet of paper in there really that works Yeah. (laughs) So as far as Osuji goes, now that you're uh, cleverly nebulous about what's happening with this Japanese term, Steve, uh, what would you say would be your first thing that you're going to clean out as far as the year end goes? What's going to be on your list of top thing Uh, to clean uh, out? Top of my list for maintain, you know, updates and things, I think is this corner of the office that I as his eyes glaze over from left to right almost 180 degrees <laughs> i sort of inhabit this space in the in the room or the the office for you know three quarters of most days or at least half of most days and it's time 
Now, we, people think about spring cleaning, but I don't think spring is the right time to do it. I can't it, really. wait I mean, for spring. It needs to, it needs to be done sooner than then. Um, so I'm going to make a conscious effort this year, I think, um, possibly before Christmas, because we've got family here, of um, clearing, and that will mean even shutting all the computers and stuff down and clearing the whole thing. And, um, yeah giving it a good clean and, and sort through because there must be things in my other cupboard, not my organizer cupboard, my other cupboard that I'm allocated um, that I've forgotten all about. Mm. And I out hate sight, to think what's mind. in, yeah, right. you know, close the doors, forget about it. Yeah, it happens to all of us. That's yeah. that's a good plan. Yeah. Um, one of the challenges I had pushed forward in, in Plannerology was for everyone to try and use up or consume the things that we haven't been consuming through the year and we sort of have a tendency to want to replenish. I was tempted to yeah. almost buy some new post-it notes the other day <gasps> and I realized I still had old packets that were unused simply because yeah. they're out of sight, out of mind. And so one of the challenges I'm going to do this year is try and consume everything before I replenish. Mm. And as far as cleaning goes, is I've already started, as you can see, I've... Um, Steve could see you can't, but I've rearranged my office so that the desk is facing uh, east-west and no longer west-east. And uh, I am going to remove all of the stationary items I'm no longer using. Wow. Mm. That means about six drawers of stuff that are <laughs> just sort of sitting there. And I will either consume them through, 2008, through 2018, or I will uh, give them away, sell them, and that sort of thing to create space. I think I'll be giving away a lot of this, the goodies that I was given at Planicon because there's just a box full of them now just landed on my desk <laughs> or stationary that, that I don't really Maybe need. we'll have a giveaway. Ooh. We could do. <laughs> Why not? Well, stay tuned for that. And uh, any last words for us, Steve? Where can we find you? We can find me in the usual place of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and on Instagram as Mr. Filofaxi. You can find me stalking Steve in all these places as Karina Tovmasian on Instagram and Planerology, Planerology.com, and also Throat Punch Resumes. And remember, if you like this podcast, subscribe to it, share it, and like it. Mm-hmm.